This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne, and this as most of you will know, is an England supporters podcast. And with a few new listeners recently, I'd like to say hello and welcome to you too. Now, I hope you're all well, and this is a welcome distraction to the outside world for a small period of time. All previous episodes can be found at your usual podcast provider, or indeed at threelionspodcast.com. Now, we've got two series on the go at the moment. Back over Christmas and the New Year, I spoke with eight different England fans about their experiences of following England at the European Championships. The aim was to release them once a month in the run-up to this summer's Euro 2020. Obviously, we all know what has happened to that, but I've decided to continue to release them. And Euro 96 was recently received really well with Dean Cornish. Euro 92, 88 and 1980 are all still available to listen to and Euro 2000 is coming soon. But in this current situation that we find ourselves in, I thought we needed some more positivity. So again, I've been chatting with various England fans about their first England away trip. Whilst it's fundamentally travel and football, there's often so much more to it than that. The previous episode, I spoke with a good friend of mine, Dan Smart, as we both experienced our first England away together back in 2001. This time, we're only going back a few years, 2016 and the ill-fated European Championships. However, there was a high point, Wales in lawns, and luckily, Liam Edwards was there. I'd like to welcome to the Three Lions podcast on another of our Your First England Away Game series, star of stage and screen, Liam Edwards. Hello. Hello, Russell. How are you doing, mate? Too bad, thank you. You? Yeah, not too bad. Obviously, we spoke before recording about this Elvirus thing, and, you know, I think these kind of things will, will help a lot of people. I think it's good to kind of reflect on, on the memories of football, because we all kind of get swept up in it. So yeah. I think you know, looking back at some old England games, and uh, that'd be good. Brings the memories back, and unfortunately, you your first England away game was a uh, was a positive one. Yeah, <laughs> it was. That doesn't happen all the time. Um, no, I'm I'm sure there's many out there that go, oh god, I remember my first England away game. I spent all that money and we lost. Yeah, no, it was um, it was a weird one. My first one. So I wasn't part of the England Supporters Travel Club at this time. I actually got these tickets for a competition from Hisense, which I believe were a TV company. Okay. And this was off of social media on Twitter. And I literally, I was working at John Lewis at the time, obviously this was back in 2016. And my friend said, Liam, look, all you have to do is just tag a person and retweet it. And I was like, England Wales, like in the Euros, that was like the hottest ticket in the whole, probably the Euros at the time. You know, it was you know such a massive game. And he said, just, just going for it. So I tagged my mate James at the time, ironically. Um, 
And then obviously I got, got saw the tweet, and there was just loads of people. There's like hundreds, thousands at the time. Mm. I was like, it's one of those you put your name in, yeah, you'd be lucky to, to see it out. Then I was on my lunch break, and I had like like ten notifications from my mate James at the time. I was like, what's going on? Like, what's what's you know, I was like, what's the deal with? To then see that I have a notification from from Hisense to say that I was one of the lucky winners. Amazing. Got, How uh, many winners were there? Do you know? So they only chose six. Right. Six winners. I think. I think if I can remember right, it was two thousand one hundred people went in for it, and six won. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I never really won anything like that before. I was just like, oh wait. Like, so it was kind of. I didn't know if it was true at first. You see so many of these things, didn't you? You know, tickets, mm. ways, like, you know, it's like rubbish. And then, yeah, next, next thing I knew, um, me, and my, me and my mate James were trying to plan it and everything like that. Um, so was it just tickets to the game? Yeah, so it's only the tickets. So the logistics of getting to Lons was completely up to you. Right. Or you, you had to pay for it yourself. So, and how far in advance had you got these tickets? I got these, I think, two months prior. Oh, so you had a little bit of time to, to yeah. work everything out. Which, on paper, was fine. But I think, unfortunately for my mate James, who I tagged at the time, he was out of work, so didn't actually really probably realise that logistics was actually a bit costly for him. Yeah. And so he actually had to pull out, and in the end, it was my dad who came with me. <laughs> I've always been, I know this is a big one for debate, Russell, but the whole thing of, do you go like a flight or, or Eurostar on the day, or do you do it prior to the day? I'm always a person who likes to do it a day before, because I never trust it on the day. If something goes wrong, you miss the event. Yeah. So we had this discussion, and yeah, so we... We basically decided that we weren't going to take the Eurostar because that was really expensive. I wanted to stay in Lons, you know, make kind of a weekend of it. And my dad was looking at the, the kind of cost side of it. So we ended up, I think it was, this was on England's Travel Support Club. There was a QPR fan, I can't remember his name now. And I think he's quite known. They call him Jesus and he's a QPR fan. He'll know who he is. He'll know who, he will know who he is. <laughs> he basically runs like coaches and stuff like that for, for games. And I think he does like the World Cups and everything like that. Yeah, basically, that, that was kind of the, the starting point, that we had to book that. So you coached it over? Yeah, so we had to go from uh, Dover to Calais. So we went on the England's coach. We literally got picked up on the side of the motorway at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, been there. Uh, it's one of those, you don't know where your head is at, really at this point. They're like, yeah, just just stop by, the, um, just, just on the motorway, just come like halfway to Dover. And we're like, right, okay. <laughs> like and yeah, just got you know, stick to stick your thumb out, you know, you're going that way, wear your English shirt, shall we know? And you, you can jump on board. And he's like, We didn't know if it was even gonna turn up for us, I'll be honest with you. Cut a long story short, I think it was just about probably four thirty five in the morning, coach pulls it up and uh we are welcomed by the Jesus QPR man and he comes out and uh, says, Yeah, welcome board, what's your name? Paul Edwards, Liam Edwards, yeah, cool, brilliant. So we so we get on the coach and I kid you not, we we got on the coach and it was just full. Like it was just rammed. People were boozing, smoking, <laughs> doing stuff that's probably not even legal. Um, and we were just like, "Wow, what, what?" You know. And the only two seats. This is funny. The only two seats that were available were right at the back of the bus, where the proper ultra English fans were. They're um, usually the ones that go first. This is what I mean. This this is what surprised me a little bit. And before we know, me and my old man, like, oh god, like you know, we're England through and through, but some of these guys, you know, they're they're boozing at four in the morning and. I'm not sure if I'm in that kind of lead, to be honest with you, Russell. So obviously, you know, we're getting and they were so nice. They're like, hey, here's your can of Carlin's, like, welcome us on board. You know, there was just, it was basically just like a hallucination at this point because the amount of dust and kind of smoke that was in the air, you're just kind of like, oh, wow, four in the morning. Yeah, so then obviously we, we, we drive all the way to, to Dover Port 
And at this point, obviously, people got like, you know, the strong bow, big bottles, um, you've got like the cans of, you know, whatever. We had to ditch all that out of the out of the coach because obviously, when you get to Dover, they search it all, and you aren't allowed alcohol on the premises. So basically, we had to pull over, chuck everything. And this is you'll hear later in the story how this obviously doesn't go in our favour. So we pull over, and the other coach, we chuck all the stuff off. We carry on. We get to the pool. We were running a bit not so good for time. I think kickoff. I can't remember. I think it was like two o'clock, I believe. Top of my head, it was something. I was, I, I was early afternoon. And we were cutting it quite fine. Even we started so early in the morning, uh, traffic and all that. And I think it was the Le Mans race, I think it was the same weekend. So obviously you'd had so many people going to Dover. At this point, we get there and you know, the queue was horrific getting down. We got there and we got the ticket from the office man. He said, right, go park up in that bay and you wait for the next uh, boat to take you over. But what we did realise halfway through is that we needed to get a certain boat. And if we missed that boat, we wouldn't get to the game on time. Right. So, and I'll be honest with you, probably the whole, whole coach, me, my dad, and probably maybe say a handful of others, maybe six or eight others, had tickets for the game. The rest of the guys on there didn't even have a ticket for the game. They just wanted to go for the piss up, quote unquote, <laughs> um, as, as they would say. Yeah. Uh, so, this is the most weirdest thing. So, we get there, we get to the pool, and we were like the first ones to basically be in the line of traffic to, to board on for the ship. I was thinking, well, that's, you know, that's a bit strange. Like, you know, I think we said we need to get that last ship uh, or boat before it goes. You know, we, we can't get like a, a new one because we'd be late. Per se. Mm. And the, the man comes up to us. He's come direct to us. He said, oh, yeah, that, that one's gone. That one's leaving now. And we're like, what? We said that we, we were told that, that that ship was 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 ours. We need to get on that ship. He said, nice, fill up. Sorry, guys. So basically us pulling over to get all the booze off, we missed the kickoff. Oh. So at this point, you've got drunk and angry angry Englishmen <laughs> at this point who are human and I'm like oh my god you got because I was you know I was so adamant we go the day before we get a Eurostar it'll be worth it you know we've won tickets one of the best games in the Euros yeah let's, let's do it the proper way but obviously cost effect and you know hotel I think there was no accommodation in Lons and it was such a small um, little town really the next big one was Lille and that was still a bit of a, a trek out and obviously you had the whole thing with Russian hooligans and you know ISIS were around at that time as well. So you had like multiple things to panic about. Aside from that, everyone was always so wary about things like logistics of it. So obviously we're just so gutted. And also I'm just like, oh no. So obviously, but the other coach in front of us who also dropped off, they got on the next ship. So they were going to make it on time for the game. Gutted. So we get on and obviously we're still in nice spirits. We're all chanting and, you know, all the English songs. And to be fair, our, our coach driver just floored it. He was like, he weren't mucking around. Mm-hmm. You know, he really wanted to get us there on time. So Lons, Lons from the Calais port is, isn't too far. It's, 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 it's not a bad drive. You know, you get to Paris in about an hour and a half. I think Lons was about 45 minutes an hour. So he floored it. Traffic was fine because all the all the game has kicked off. So he's going for it. And he got us there with 10 minutes just after kickoff, which was... Oh, uh, fair play. Yeah, to be fair, we, we didn't think we didn't just about see the second half. So we just obviously missed the national anthem and stuff like that. We got on pretty quick. We had to run for our lives. And obviously all the other chaps were like, go, go, go. They were just trying to find a local pub. They didn't even have <laughs> the game, you know, and this was the best thing. They were, you know, the, the English spirit was so encouraging. You know, the ones with tickets, they were like, you go first, you make it. But then to actually find out that the, the other coach, this is the funniest bit, the other coach who actually got on the ship actually got lost halfway through. You're joking. <laughs> I thought you were joking. Uh, that actually, they actually turned up, I think, around half time. Oh, uh, how cruel. 
I know you would have believed us. So obviously we're all like we're all gutted, and they've got away with it, and you know they're they're, they're going to get there on time. So then get a text and find out that they actually arrived at half time. Um, which awkward. <laughs> it was just like, and this obviously will be arranged by this one poor bloke, and he's getting the stick about it. Um, so so competition winner. Whereabouts were your tickets then? Were you in the uh, in the flash seats? They were. They. <laughs> this is also quite funny. We were in the corner. Right next to the Welsh fans. Ah, you, so you Welsh. were at the opposite end to me. Yeah. You know, obviously, they had that kind of corner to themselves. They had uh, a big block of red, yeah. didn't they? I was literally next to them. Um, and we actually had a lot of Welshmen all around us. Um, yeah. All the English on the opposite sides. So we was like, brilliant. So we obviously, we had our shirts on. But to be fair, they were really nice. We, you know, we had good banter and, and all of it. Yeah, it's just like, wow, this is amazing. It was, it was right, near enough right at the front. Um, next to the Welsh fans who, who were singing proudly you could hear the English obviously definitely outsung the Welsh and and then obviously the, the, the game starts I'll be truthful with you Russell I've been to so many games all my life so far and I, I still put it as number one I know it wasn't such a reflection like on a final and obviously it turned out to be a horrific tournament for England but I think England v Wales for me just how that game was structured and how it went and how much it means when it's you know mm. Two nations, you know, two countries in the United Kingdom, you know, there's so much at stake, pride, passion. You really want your country to do well, of course, with, with any other country. But I think with this, it was, you could just see in people's eyes, they so really wanted to win this. This is big bragging rights. You don't want to lose against the Welsh, as against the Scots. You know, it's that kind of, that, that same kind of um, mentality. Well, I mean, and the Welsh as well, they, it was their first major tournament in however many years as well. So they... Um, and, and let's not forget, further on down the tournament, they done they done a, a hell of a lot better than us. But yeah, it was the first time that the uh, the pair of us had met in in an international tour or a competitive tournament, England and Wales. Yeah, I found out about that as well. So Wales took the lead, and I guess because you were up at that end, your ears must have been just banging really with the Welsh going away at it. Basically, I I just looked right. I just saw Wales <laughs> free kick, and I just focused on the England, English fans opposite me. I just did not look left to me because I had, you know, the only thing that might have got away with it, I think I was wearing the red away shirt at the time. So maybe I could, might have easily blended in. But if it was just a case of we had obviously Welsh all around us and you just felt so little at that moment in time. And obviously Bow's celebration, you know, fingers behind the ears, you know. Yeah. Just puffed out and strike. Oh please no! This is it. Just it felt so soul destroying, and I just thought you know England under pressure. We we need to bounce back from this. But I mean, yeah, I think we got a lot of beer in our face, and well, I don't think it's intentional, but it kind of just came our way anyway. And you're just like, it's weird. It kind of felt like an English fan in the in the Welsh away end. It was on the receiving end. Yeah, it was just kind of that weird scenario. Um, I mean, it it was a good free kick, and and Joe Hart really didn't cover himself in glory for it though yeah i mean it was uh we know what bow can bring i think i think it's always the kind of player that england always needed we've always had a good team but we've never had like a bow equivalent in in our national team that really solid top class player that that you look to think wow we can deliver you know you, we've got like the equivalents of your aaron ramses and people like that who are top players but i think we've always kind of screamed out and wanted that kind of bow kind of influence and um yeah by his class you know individually just watching him you know you, you can see how good he is yeah uh, Hart should have, of course, covered himself a little bit better. So half-time, the Welsh go 1-0 up. 
and I remember that the, the Welsh fans were were giving it there. Uh, but we came out. Roy obviously gave him a uh, gave him an earful at half time, as, uh, as I can't really imagine Roy Hodgson giving um, <laughs> a team a, a piece of his mind. But he obviously said something. Uh, but we, we came out second half and and done the business, and it started with with Jamie Vardy, didn't it? Yes. I would imagine it's probably Gary Neville, I think, probably more than anyone. A bit no, more. Yeah, true. I think. I think it's just G-Nev just giving it some. Um, yeah, no, obviously there, there were things probably said at halftime. And, you know, that maybe needed that little kind of kick up the backside that remember who you're playing and what it means um, to England fans. And I think it's because obviously the timing of it. You know, I had so many friends, you know, be that at work or, or still at school studying or uni. You know, all kind of came out of their working day schedule to make sure they watched this game, you know. And that was always the thing i always remember you know be that you know at work everyone had it on the ipad on the side you know mm. and i think yeah obviously we go into the second half and obviously vardy's goal which i always kind of remember because obviously the all, the all the goals were down the opposite end to me and i just always just remember the it was kind of one of those weird ones where you didn't know what was kind of going on. I always remember it was very jumbled, wasn't it? Yeah. This is kind of very jumbled. You know, didn't know if it came off his arm or if he came off his leg. But I think when Vardy scored, that was the kind of the push that we needed. I think that that kind of summarised where we were going. And I just at that, that point, I just remember I had that kind of feeling of, you know, this time I had my own beer going over me, so it wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. But I just felt that that was a, that's a huge turning point that I thought then Wales would, would crumble because England, you know, we know what our fans are like. When we get that goal, we really do have that kind of essence to, to push on and get behind the boys. And I just remember, I think, grabbing my head, uh, my dad's head and probably just chucking it down Rose's head. And, <laughs> you know, as, as as you do at England, at England international games. Uh, but when it means something like that, obviously... Yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the phrase, I mean, limbs, so it gets used quite a lot now. And, and I think that's possibly, I mean, that, that and the uh, and the second goal, I don't think I've ever been in such a, uh, a limbs yeah. environment. Yeah. I was lower tier behind that goal just to the just to the right as you as you looked at the goal. Yeah, great feeling. It's so iconic, isn't it? You know, I always see that goal, the storage goal prop up. It was 91st minute. You know, you just, you felt, it was the whole day for me as well, because, you know, we didn't, you know, it's, a draw against Wales isn't really good enough. You know, we were late for the game. It was so stressful. It's much as I enjoyed it all. You know, I mean, it's one of the funniest coach journeys I've ever been on. But it was just that kind of, it just felt amazing, just because I literally had all the Welsh next to me. They were giving it all large all game, obviously, when they were 1-0 up at half time and so on. And you just hear Daniel Sturridge, and it just kind of rolls off the right, I think it was the right foot. Wayne Hennessy, I think they didn't go at the time. Dilly Alley, Daniel Sturridge, Sturridge scores! Injury time is England's this time. Talk about passion, talk about pride. This England team have it in bucket loads. Probably the pinnacle of, of all scenes. And I think it's always when Rooney looked down the camera and just grabbed it and went, yes! You know, I think it's, it's one of those kind of iconic segments, even yeah. in world football. And just to be part of that and be in the stadium for it, you know, it's, like I said, it's one of the hottest tickets. Our, our, you know, I was I gone from working at John Lewis to, you know, picking up a ticket on off Twitter, winning a competition and, and being there. And I think it's just the whole kind of journey of it. Yeah, it's one of those, those great memories you remember forever. 
Excellent. And and sadly, that was the uh, that was the best point we got to in that tournament, wasn't it? It was the only win we had after we drew with Russia, then we drew with Slovakia. Yeah, Slovakia, that was nil-nil, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, and then obviously losing to Iceland. Yeah, that was that was the highest point in that tournament for us. I know, it, it's a weird one. I think I always kind of reflect on it as one of my favourite games, but well, my favourite game of, of all time that I've ever seen, but kind of probably one of the most embarrassing English moments of all time, I think, probably, as well, at the same time. If you might speak yeah. to most of them, I think that probably was the point of that. But, um, yeah, something I'll remember for the rest so- of my life. So you you came away from there back on the back on the coach then and, and back back home and then did, what did you do did you think right I, I enjoyed that so much I'm I'm signing up for a uh, a membership well yeah so it's actually funny when I came out we actually couldn't find the coach for three hours um, <laughs> so we were we we were drinking with, this is the best bit about it probably and after after it we're in the middle of London such a, a nice city so you wouldn't think it's a, there's a massive stadium in the middle such a kind of kind of countryside kind of feel to it it was a bit leafy yes yeah it was a little bit wasn't it and uh we kind of met with all the, all the welsh fans we was having a drink with them you know it's quite you know it's quite a good camaraderie and banter between us all uh, we couldn't find the coach for three hours so we uh, i think i bumped into greg dyke at the time and, and had a selfie with him i think that was okay the, yeah that's one of those weird random things walking down an alleyway and greg dyke was there but yeah obviously speaking to him and you know just i think yeah, just the mood was so good Every, there was such a happy full vibe and even the welsh as much as they're probably gutted they were they were having a good time. Yeah, uh, I must admit, my experience with the Welsh afterwards was positive. They were all they were all in good spirits. I remember queuing up in a uh, in a chip shop or something with a load of Welsh, and and it was good natured. Yeah, of course. I think you know you can have a good bit of banter and have some fun and have that good sportsmanship when you really want to beat them. Of course, for yeah. obvious reasons, but you can you can do it respectfully. Of course, I think obviously. Yeah, also, I got back on the coach. I think was it the ferry? I think all in all, I must have got back about. It must have been at two, three in the morning, I think. They uh, dropped you off at the side of the road again. Yeah, yeah, no, that's literally what they did. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm not even lying, but they literally just... We, we, we had to kind of judge where we were and then remember a certain bridge to say, stop. And it was, yeah, right, see you later, lads. And it was just one of those weird ones. Whenever I've gone like for England away games, I think I've always done it in a day, and you get back at silly o'clock and you think, wow, what kind of... what. And this is what I say to people in football, you know, such a journey and such memories you make. And you go to the most random places. Even when I went to the World Cup for Kaliningrad for the Belgian game, that was another experience. But that was like in Kaliningrad, which I never would go to. But the locals there were just beautiful and cracking people. So all in all, yeah, I mean, after after the Euros, I yeah, thought, why not? I'm going to get an England Supporters Club membership. And uh, yeah, the rest is history, really. I've just met amazing people, got great friends from it. Always meet for a pint before before Wembley games. It's kind of like our nice meetups when we go for the games. Yeah, we don't see each other all the times. So. Well, um, God, just just a little about yourself. Try and just tell other England fans about us all. You're you're a uh, star of stage and screen, and you were in a uh, an Oscar awarded film, weren't you? Yes, nineteen seventeen. Uh, one of the five hundred extras that we used on that film, directed by the amazing Sam Mendes. Cinematography from Roger Deakin. So. And you put two and two together, um, they're a masterclass of the art. And um, yeah, no, one of the best experiences. Um, funny enough, I actually met another England Supporters Travel Club member on set. So we were chatting. And we actually went, our first game uh, was the same, England v Scotland 2013. Uh, okay. So that was quite funny. We went started off the same, same point in our journey with England. And yeah, no, yeah, the, the films had amazing success. Oscars, Golden Globes. And yeah, it was, it was one of those those experiences where you wanted to, to do your best job to remember the people who fought with World War One, and um, I think we've done that 
done that pretty well. So that's what I've done for a lot of my life. Worked for the FA for a short stint as well. So kind of going from that fan to em- employee kind of mindset and, you know, meeting all the players as well and, and doing a lot of charity work through the FA. And my office was Wembley Stadium for, for a few years. So I, I can't I can't complain about that either. Not many can say that. Yeah, no, it was quite a cool thing uh, with the, the beautiful green pitch and you'd be in one of the suites, you know, having a meeting or on, on the phone and you look to your right and there it was, the sun beaming down on Wembley on the, on the green grass. It was amazing. Sounds great. Now, well, well thank you very much for, for sharing that. England-Wales in Lawns 2016, your first England away game. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Cheers to Liam for his time and his memories. You can follow him on Twitter at ed, ed underscore 7991. Ed underscore 7991. Here's your chance to get involved. Drop me a line. Email 3lionspodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter, at 3 Lions Podcast. Tell me your first away game. Tell me a few stories that came with it. And we'll go about getting you on. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. Give us a search there. Also, if you're up for spreading the love, please do leave a review on the likes of iTunes. The more thumbs up means the podcast becomes more visual to people and they can hear it too. I'll be back soon with either another of your first England away episode or England at the Euros. Haven't decided yet. Watch this space. Stay subscribed. Now take care of yourself. Wash your hands. Until then, stay safe. Cheers. Cheers.